Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for coming back to listen to another exciting and jolting episode of On My Mind with Dean and David. Uh, last time I made an episode, 14 people uh, were credited for watching it, so I'm going to go ahead and fix that real quick. 22 people actually watched the first episode, and on the second episode, I had five people return. I really appreciate those five people. You guys are the man. I'll tell you why I appreciate you, by the way. Because 22 people decided, hey, I'm going to give this a chance. Five people were like, I'll listen to that again tomorrow. That was fun. To that I say, hell yeah, thank you so much. And to the other people who did not come back, I'll say, I'm going to keep working on it. Don't you worry. I'm going to get you. You're going to come back. I promise. You're going to like this content soon. Anywho, uh, quick things I want to talk about. Um, still dealing with the corona. I mean, not me personally, but that's that's life right now. We're all we're all witnessing and experiencing the corona. That's my cute way of saying coronavirus or COVID nineteen. Uh, I wrote on Facebook the other day. So there's eighteen other COVIDs, and it got a lot of laughs. And I'm embarrassed to admit that I was genuinely asking. But people thought I was trying to be funny because I'm a comedian and they often think it's funny. It's cool when you're not trying to be funny. You're just stupid. And uh, people will go, oh, he's doing it on purpose. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Purposefully stupid. Of course, of course. It has nothing to do with uh, my social and economic intelligence. Uh, real quick, first question of the day, guys. I'm going to ask you guys this question. I want you to send me a message on Instagram, DeanDavid95. I want you to really do it. You can do it while you're listening to this. It's on Spotify. I know how apps work. Text me right now when you hear this. What, um, what was the question I was about to ask? Oh, yes. Um, do you think you've grown since you were a kid? Do you think you have changed much? Uh, I'm curious because I feel like I have a lot and I think I used to identify myself more so as the kid, but now I'm starting to see myself more as like the guy that grew up because I think that's the best way to look at it. So I'm just curious to see if, I, if anyone else has gone through that journey. If you have, please send me a message like once again. My Instagram is DeanDavid95. I already told you guys the Dean David story, how I tried to get that one and fucking guy, dude, that fucking guy did not budge. You guys, if you want to do me this favor, message that guy. Message Dean David 95 and be li- I mean, not Dean David 95. Message Dean David on Instagram and be like, yo, you better change this shit. Send him, a, send him the link to this podcast. Maybe he'll really enjoy it. Honestly, I would really fucking... That'd be really funny if uh, someone sent me a podcast where a guy I don't know is talking about my Instagram and hating it. Because that could be happening right now. There could be a guy. Because I'm doing it, if you think about it. I'm doing it to this guy, Dean David, who I've never met. He's not even in my, he's not even in my life. And I'm just shitting on his Instagram on my podcast. And I've never met this guy. Wow. And then he'll, he'll never know. He'll never know. Unless you guys message him. I really highly recommend you do. Because that would be really funny, in my opinion. Uh, so back to the uh, Corona. Corona, I hope you guys are dealing with it all okay. I hope everyone is, um, you know, taking care of themselves and make sure everyone's doing the right things, you know, make precautions. Uh, anyone who does have it, uh, 
just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I was honestly, I hope people don't get mad at me for laughing because I like to think that there are people out there with Corona that want to laugh at it because it might be, you know, pretty sad. Everyone around them is sad. If I had Corona and I was in pain, I would, I would want at least one guy to make fun of me. You know, maybe that's just a me thing, you know. Just because if, if they make fun of me, then it just feels like it's not as bad, you know. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever, I'm fucking fine. <laughs> that's a psychological thing. Uh, but anyone who is dealing with it, take care of yourself. Do the right thing, you schmuck. Uh, <laughs> see, that's the type of thing I'm talking about. Brotherly love, it's just fucking around. I actually, uh, to anyone who listens to this that's a comedian, anyone who's not listening to this, I mean, anyone who is listening to this that's not a comedian, you probably won't get this, but real quick, I just wanted to pay respect to a comedic legend today. In his own right, Vic Henley, in my opinion, is a comedic legend. He was always around, you know, he was, everyone had a story with Vic Henley. Uh, everyone had their similar experiences to Vic Henley. One of my experiences, I'm glad I got to have, because it's shared amongst many other comedians, is that he would be there for the comic strip live late night list, and he would tell all the late night comics, he'd be like, look, you see the names on this list? Some of you are not gonna make it. And then he would just leave it at that. And, and, and he, would, he would actually point out the people who he thought was going to make it, who in fact did make it, and the guys that didn't make it, he was right about. So. He was a truth teller, and I respect that. As you guys know, it's something I talk about a lot. <clears throat> but, uh, I don't even, I, I think it's so, living in crazy times right now, crazy times. You know, everyone is just cautious, and if they're not, it's interesting, if you're not cautious, people are like, fuck you, piece of shit. They're not happy. If you're not cautious, they're like, well, you're not really, you don't care about the environment. You don't care about everybody else. You're selfish. You're a selfish piece of garbage. <laughs> and then uh, they're like, uh, yeah, we were, we were always that way. You just uh, forgot. <laughs> I have actually I have a couple of friends who, during this, I'll tell you guys this. Let me tell you this, okay, real quick. If you're listening to this podcast, you're going to hear me say a lot of shit real quick. Because I always got some real quick shit to say. Uh, I will tell you this. I wrote this on Instagram yesterday. Actually, I didn't even write it. I'm fucking lazy. I said it. I said it on Instagram. I said that this virus is not an excuse to die. What I meant by that is <laughs> not like if you get it, you can't die. Like, that would be unfair. Like, dude, you can't die. You have coronavirus. What the fuck, dude? Like, it's such a pussy way to die. I don't mean it like that. I mean, like, during this time, if you don't have the virus, you should not just be sitting at home doing nothing. You know what I mean? I don't think that that's a... I just don't think that's good. I don't think it's good for anybody. I think some people are excited that they get to do nothing right now. I think some people are actually happy that there's an excuse to not do anything because that's what they like to do. And I think that's really unhealthy, so... Yeah, calling you out. Hashtag calling you out. Second question of the day, guys. Message me right now when you when you hear this question. That uh, do you think Corona is making you lazy, and do you think that you're okay with it? Let's be truth tellers out here. All right. Hashtag truth. 
<laughs> loving the truth, loving the truth. I was uh, having a conversation with a friend of mine today, actually, about racism. Ooh, hot button. How am I right? Let's talk about racism in my bed. <laughs> um, I'm the last guy that uh, you'd want to hear an opinion about race from. Is what a lot of people will tell you, but I will tell you, I think I got something uh, good to say about it. I think I'm pretty knowledgeable about race and its uh, society. It's 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 a how it makes society behave, and I think I got the answer. I think I got the real. I think I got the answer to end this shit before we all go crazy. Is just stop. What are you doing? Being racist? Like, come on. If you're a racist, you're just a fucking idiot. The thing that's like, if you're actively being racist. Like, you're like, yeah, I'm a racist. Fucking hate black people. <laughs> I'm racist. Like, if you're, like, aware of it, you're a piece of garbage. But if you're unaware of it, I get it. <laughs> if you're unaware of it, I get it. Because I think a lot of people are very unaware of how racist they are. And it's not their fault. It's really not. I got a friend who uh, was being racist the other day didn't even realize it and that's when i that's when i get offended when i see someone being racist on purpose as a joke i don't get mad because i get it they're being self-aware and they're saying they're not racist when someone is being racist and self-aware on purpose i think they're a fucking evil piece of garbage and when someone is being uh, racist by accident i'm thinking okay uh they might just not know better i had a instance oh my god dude oh my god guys i'm gonna tell you this story Okay, hashtag story. <laughs> okay, this is the part where I want you guys message me a story of something that happened to you involving race. This is my story. I'm going to tell you guys right now that uh, I was doing a prom show at the Broadway Comedy Club like two years ago. And there was a group of seven people, uh, all prom kids, whatever. And... It was just, uh, it was a weird show. Those those type of shows, you gotta just talk to them. Because they're not gonna respond to jokes. You'd look dumb if you just... It would be stupid to just go up on stage and just tell jokes. Like, as if... Like, as if it's not just seven people and they're all coming out of prom. Like, you're not gonna be even a little self-aware of the situation you're just gonna go into your material I hate when I see comedians do that they just hit play and they just start telling their jokes that they're not even like yeah like connecting to the room I mean I'm sure they hate it too because they're bombing but like I hate that they don't realize like dude like what the reason you're bombing is because you're not fucking talking to the crowd you're talking at them like I learned that pretty I, I learned that after I did one prom show so if I see people do prom shows or like seven seven people shows or less and they don't talk to the crowd I'm like what are you doing dude like, gotta be a little self-aware. So, I, anyway, so I, did, I was doing this show, and, uh, uh, by the way, I don't mean to disrespect any comedians when I talk on this podcast, just the ones that suck. Ha-ha! Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but, um, so anyway, so this kid, one of the kids, I swear to God, he's like a kid from Long Island. This is where you just see, like, that and not everyone's as woke as you think they are, because this was, like, a high school student from Long Island, and uh, 
he just, I forgot how it got brought up, but he basically was like, oh, I can say the N-word because I have a little bit of ghetto in me. And I was like, oh, dude. Jeez, like, I got some street cred. I was like, oh, my God, dude. He wasn't black. He was, like, brown. I'm brown, I guess. You know, like, we're both brown. He said that. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, the reason that's so fucked up is because he doesn't realize how fucking stupid he sounds. Like, how ignorant he sounds to, compared to the rest of the, like, what the world would think if they heard him say that. Like, I just was, like, in the room. I was like, ugh. I even told him, I was like, dude, you suck. I told a high school student during prom that he sucks. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. But, yeah, so, I that's I have a friend, though, recently. This is a recent... <coughs> Sorry to cough so much. Smoking a lot of weed. I, uh... So, a friend of mine recently... I got a friend who's, like, a white guy. And he's got a pretty easy life. Pretty chill. Not his fault. I hate when I see people white, like, white people are guilty. Not just white people. I hate when I see anybody that's guilty for having a good life. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, being guilty about it is, like, acknowledging that you would do something bad. You know what I mean? Like, it feels, like, feels scummy when, like, you let people tell you how bad you are. You know what I mean? Like, because you're, like, owning up to it. You're like, I am pretty bad. I should feel guilty. I don't know. It's just, like, if you have a good life, just, like, it's just fine. Just, you know, you're not being mean to anybody if you just live in a nice place, you know? I'm not, there's nothing wrong with just growing up in a good situation. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe the way that you got that situation is the thing that's bad, you know? Like, the way the world works, you know? Because I definitely don't know a whole lot of... You know, minorities getting that opportunity to, like, become, you know, where their dad got them into a, a school because their dad did something really cool and then they got all these opportunities. You know, just everyone has a different, there's a different class system in America and it's unfortunate that some people benefit more than others, right? And I, I, I think I'm pretty aware of that, which is why I think, um, you know, because I, I, I think about these things a lot when it comes to anything racial. Because that's the kind of perspective I want to have. You know, like, when I started hanging around comedians, I started hearing, you know, a lot of my good friends in comedy uh, that liked me, that were hanging out with me a lot, were black guys. And I would always hear, like, a different perspective that really, like, opened my mind. You know, like, a perspective I didn't really consider because I'm not black and I hadn't, I didn't have that angle of life. So that's why I think I'm pretty, like, knowledgeable at this point. Like, it's been years, you know, I've just been hearing and learning and... And I think it's important to learn from all places. I think it's a, uh, if you learn from only one area, your knowledge becomes stale, and not relevant, and not good. Uh, anyway, that being said, um, what was I even saying? It was about, oh, so my friend was being racist because he kind of implied that like, there are some people, this is what he said. I don't want anyone to misconstrue my words. All four of you. <laughs> All five, sorry. Uh, that he he's, he basically said that black people, it's like their fault for being in rough places because they are rough. Because they act rough. And I really didn't like that he said that because it was so ignorant. It was so not true. 
if anyone ever, I, mean, I feel like people do think this. This is I don't like that because this is what's really the truth, is that the way the world works is that some people just get to live in nice places and nice neighborhoods, and it's always been that way. It's chill. And some people get pretty shitty situations, and the reason that they get a little aggressive is because they're paranoid because the world's coming at them on all the different angles. And, uh, you know, like, uh, it's just so many things, so many factors that go into it. But let me know what you guys think. I mean, you guys ever have those moments? How racist do you think you are? <laughs> One of my favorite Louis C.K. bits is at, is at the end of Oh My God, where he talks about how evil people are. It's true. We really are. It sucks. We're okay with having smartphones, even knowing that people are dying because we uh, don't care, which I think is the mentality that like white people might have had when they had slaves. Like, hey man, who cares? Like, we're getting the best out of this. I think it's pretty shitty. I think like we're the only generation aware of it enough to uh, to acknowledge that we already can see what the future. You know, like hope. I, mean, I think the next generation of people will think that we're evil for having smartphones. Like, I. I, I or maybe it'll get worse, you know? Uh, either way, we're aware of it. Sorry to be so negative, guys. I guess I'm just breaking breaking it apart in my head right now. <laughs> Not to be taken too seriously. But uh, let me know what you guys think about that. Like, do you guys think we'll, in, in time, you think in time people will get sick of phones or you think we'll just get worse? Let me know that. Message me, Dean David 95 I'm curious. I really want to hear these answers. Trust me, dude. It'll give, it'll give me something to do getting text messages right now. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we're at, we're, uh, uh, really quick, today's guest on the show is going to be Joey Rinaldi. Joey Rinaldi is a comedian, a very good friend of mine. He's the man. I love this guy. He's got a special out right now called Potty Training. It's on YouTube. It's a one-man show he made. Very well made. You guys should check it out. Very very revealing. I have a little writing credit at the end. If you wait all the way at the end of the video, you'll see my name real, real quick. It's my favorite part of the video. <laughs> the favorite, favorite part of the special is my, my name right there. <laughs> Um, totally kidding. Just, I mean, obviously I'm not, but I'm just gonna say I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just, no, fucking no. Um, um, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, he's a great guy. He's a very funny man. Tells stories. It's kind of his approach to comedy right now. He's a storytelling comic. So we're gonna have a lot of stories to talk about. Gonna talk about John Frusciante rejoining the Red Hot Chili Peppers, how he's dealing with Corona, anything that he's got going on in his life. Very funny man. Uh, let's bring him out right now. Rinaldi is here. Say hello to the people, Joey. Yes, Joey Rinaldi is here. That is me. I'm so happy to be on the podcast. Finally, my Wi-Fi is working. It's all good. Yeah. We've we've mentioned we've addressed you already on this podcast. People know who you are. But in case you guys didn't hear it the first time, you could follow him on Instagram at the Joey Rinaldi. He's got a great one-man show right now called Potty Training that's already out on YouTube. You guys can check it out. It's free. That's the beauty of it. Send us what you the what you guys' favorite comedy special is. If it's not the Joey Rinaldi's Potty Training, <laughs> uh, uh, it's so funny because. That, that one man show feels so long ago and doing comedy feels so long ago that I feel like that's not even what I do anymore. Now all I do is make these stupid Instagram videos where I play sports in my backyard and force my little sister to film me. <laughs> that's right. If you guys haven't seen that, if you see this brand new series, he's fighting Corona with sports. You want to explain that to us, Joey? So yeah, I'm uh, I'm basically playing an absurd version of myself and I, and I believe 
that I can cure Corona by playing sports. And that's all I can say about that. You have to, if you watch the, the Instagram video, it will make sense. My, I forced my little sister to film it. She doesn't want to film it, but she films it anyway. And I feel right. like we have siblings throughout this process. That's right. You guys are connecting. The Corona is making you correct. Connect yeah. as a rather. And you do a lot of diving. You do a lot of diving on the show. You fall a lot. How is your body handling that? Uh, not well at all, Dean. <laughs> I dive so much that my back and my arms are in pain. Like I have like scrapes all over my arms. My back is in pain, and um, I, I think I gotta stop the stop making the videos soon because I think I'm gonna die. Let me guys ask you this question: Has anybody during the coronavirus times gotten injured? through events not related to Corona, send me a screenshot of your injury to Dean David 95. And Joey, if you, if you ask him, he'll send you those scrapes. He'll say, he'll take a screenshot of those scrapes for you and send them right to you. Yeah, Am I got I right, Joey. I got one of my tissue that's gonna cost you a little bit of Venmo money. <laughs> that's right, that's how we're making money during these times, guys. I'll send you a dick pic for $5. Just message me at Dean David 95. I would like to eat food soon, trying to make sure I stay healthy. Your $5 to my dick pic would be very, much appreciated hashtag dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's not true, Dean. <laughs> it's half true. I could really use some new Yu-Gi-Oh cards, I'm telling you. <laughs> that's what you would spend your money in these dire times on, not uh, not food and toilet paper? I have plenty of toilet paper. Well, I'm glad, I I'm glad. Yes, thank you, thank you. Joey, you're a big fan of music. We were talking about this earlier on the podcast. I was asking everybody about music. What is your, how big of a, you know, music's a big part of your life, am I right? Me, me, I, I sound like a dumb sorority girl when I say this, but music, in a weird way, is like my religion. It, it's what I do when I met, I listen to it when I meditate, I listen to it when I'm running. Anything that I, that I need to basically distract my brain with, it's always music and it's the best way it's the best thing I, I do, I think. Like, it's been getting me through the whole corona. My Spotify premium account has been doing wonders for me the past couple of weeks. Guys, that is a beautiful testament to music. It is his religion. Does anybody out there feel like they have an obscure idea of religion, what they believe in? Message me at DeanDavid95. Let Joey Rinaldi know what you think. Joey, what is your favorite uh, concert to listen to? I've been listening to a lot of Guns N' Roses in Tokyo and Nirvana's Unplugged. What is your opinion on those? What's your favorite? Guys, send us your favorite musical concert. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up because I feel I miss people so much and I miss like concerts so much that I've been watching live and like not live obviously, but like recorded of live concerts on YouTube to make me feel like I'm still with people and I'm still at the concert atmosphere. And I I've I watched Nirvana Unplugged so many times in my life, but specifically recently. I've been watching this one concert called Todd Snyder at the Boulder House. And he's this folk singer who I love. And in this concert, it's just him at a house of like 45 people. And he's just playing intimately to them. And it's so beautiful. I would definitely recommend people check that out. Say that name again so the people can hear it. Todd Snyder. And the concert is called Live at the Boulder House. That's right, guys. If you heard it here first, Make sure you message Joey Rinaldi and let him know what you think of that concert. Let me know what you think of Guns N' Roses in Tokyo. Are you fans of this? I'm curious to know. I'm Joey, what's it, but I will watch it later and I'll give you my full analysis. I'm sure it's awesome because Slash is involved. Slash is the man. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows it in the music world. 
Also, John Bruschanti, he's back with Guns N' Roses, and I went out with uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. What do you think about that? Have any, if you guys know, does anybody here know about that story? If you guys don't know the story, John Bruschanti used to be in the Chili Peppers, then uh, stopped being a part of the band. Everyone missed him. He got into heroin. I don't know the full story. Maybe Joey does. He could tell the whole story. But he got a lot into heroin. Have you seen the heroin videos, Joey? I know the heroin videos you're talking about, but um. I don't think heroin had to do with the most recent time he left the band. It, it, do you really want me diving down my Peppers knowledge? Because I think I'll bore people because I know too much about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> You're upset. You're, I, I, I would. This, this is a podcast about things on your mind, and if if you know the story, if it's in your mind, put it on ours. Okay, so quick. I, I love talking about the Red Hot, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I, I love it. Chad and Anthony and Flea and John, like those four guys are so close to my heart that like, it's weird to me to think that I don't know them because in my brain, it feels like my best friends. <laughs> and uh, so the story goes like this. Um, when John first left the band, it was because like he did it, he was getting in fights with like Anthony and stuff. Then he came back and he left the band again because he was doing heroin and he didn't, he didn't, but like also didn't agree with the musical direction of the band. Then he came back again and then he then the last time he left it was because um you know he just like he just like had other he wanted to do like a solo project and, and not be in the band anymore but he's back he's back again and the best relatively peppers album in my opinion are by the way luxury sex magic and um stadium arcadium which are in california which are all albums john fashanti was the lead guitarist on and the guys let, let us know what you think your favorite red hot chili pepper album is if you have one send it out there to dean david 95 and the joey rinaldi on instagram continue joey sorry to cut you off oh I, i'm just ranting right now uh so by the way is my all-time favorite album i think it's the pretty like not, not just by the peppers but like ever it's just my number one favorite album of all time of all time it's my all-time favorite album so how do you feel with John Prashanti being back in the band? I'm so excited because they're going to make a new album. They're going to go on tour again. And I think right. it's it's anything that can be new music that's kind of close to what they did on By The Way and Stadium Arcadium is so exciting to me. And I cannot, I'm, I'm through the moon. It's, it's so cool that... Um, a lot of people's favorite bands are coming back together in some way, you know, like Guns N' Roses. I feel like nobody knows more about Guns N' Roses than me. Let me just tell you right Can now. Can you everybody. me a little bit? I would love, I just ranted about the Peppers. I'd love to hear about Guns N' Roses now. Well, the original five, everyone knows Axel, Izzy, Duff, Steven, Slash. Steven was the first guy to get kicked out because of a drug problem. Then they got, uh, it's just, it's a whole story. They didn't like Axl Rose by the end of it. It seemed as though they would never reconnect as a band. Axl was being a little crazy. He wanted them to sign the rights to Guns N' Roses all to him. He's a narcissist. He's a little insane. And his name is an anagram for anal sex, if you guys don't know that. His real name is actually not Axl Rose. It's Bill Bailey, something like that. We think he likes anal sex. If you change the order of the letters in his name, Axl Rose, it becomes anal sex. That's the whole joke. It's not that funny. Like, like I, I know, like I'm not like the bit most successful comedian, but like I'm in the comedy world. I think I know a little bit about comedy, and I, I'm gonna just say, don't like that joke. Don't love it. I mean, I think it's pretty cool 
Honestly, I think that's what the whole point is. is he actually made a pretty cool name out of those words. Axel Rose. That's a cool name. And it's made out of anal sex. That's pretty lit, I gotta say. I guess. I mean, have you ever done anal sex before, Dean? No. Uh, guys, let us know your first anal sex experiences, guys. Let us know in the uh, comments, uh, Dean David 95 the Joy Rinaldi. Also, let us know, do you think Axel Rose is a cool name or is it lame? Is it a lame bit? Let us know who, who you think is lame. I think Axel Rose is a cool name. I just think the bit is kind of strange. And um, I had mixed feelings about Axel Rose. I think a lot of the stuff he like did was kind of narcissistic and asshole. But I think all of his opinions about where the band should go and like, like the transitions the band should make as they develop, I think were always right. I feel like he always had the best hindsight musically. I'm gonna say right there to that, Joey, and let me guys know what you think. Um, yes, I agree. I think his vision was the one they should have followed. I think they were all being stubborn, but nonetheless, they are all back together again. If you guys haven't seen a Guns and Roses concert since they've re- gotten back together, you'd be right on the same boat as me because I have not either. I've only seen two bands in my life. I'm a little depraved. How many concerts have you been to in your life, Joe? I'm really embarrassed to answer that because I don't, I don't know. I, I think Lewis and I tried counting all the concerts. Lewis is a, is a friend of mine and Dean, by the way, if you don't know. And um, yes, the Lewis can't ever. Yeah, and when Lewis and I tried counting. Lewis was like, oh, I've been to so many concerts and he counted like 50 and I felt bad because I was like, man, I don't want to burst your bubble, but I think I've been to like over 80. Like, I, I can't even, I don't even know. <laughs> that is so the opposite for me. That's so fascinating. I've been to two concerts, three concerts in my life. But that's also, that can't. but that's also because like when I was like 14, like my friends and I were crazy and like we were like jonesing over to concerts. And we also had this thing like near my town called Live at Five where every Thursday in like July and August, a cool band would just come to my town at 5 p.m. Wow, that is awesome. And it was only $5. Don't get me wrong, the bands weren't the coolest bands ever, but it was still music. It was, but it, they were somewhat famous. It was like people that used to be famous and then everyone forgot about them. Like I saw Smash Mount, Bare Naked Ladies, MC Hammer, um, I'm trying to think. Um, fastball and like i thought it was fucking awesome sugar ray i saw sugar ray twice there do you know any of these bands or are you oh i'm just listening i want to hear <laughs> uh but yeah those are the type of bands that would come to my town in july on thursdays at 5 p.m for five dollars so i was very lucky at like 13 14 that i was able to just see these people that is actually a very beautiful thing that you were gifted upon, guys. I uh, think we should really take a moment and think about how fortunate that is. That is great. That is a great thing, guys. Let us know how. What, what do you think is the advantages that you've had in life, guys? Everyone has their thing. Everyone has at least one thing that, like, they can say. Because you know what, Joey? I don't think everyone has. No, that, no. But that's a beautiful. Uh, I, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, and, I, and I feel so lucky that I was like, like I grew up in that town. But that was like almost like a drug for me because like the second I went to that, I was like, I need to make concerts my like life. And before I knew it, I was like sneaking on trains going to New Haven to see like bigger bands at this place called Coach Place. And then before I knew it, I was like 15, 16, taking the train to New York City, going to Terminal 5 and, and Gramercy Theater to see bigger bands. And then like 
then I got obsessed with it to the point where I was like, I want to go to like 20 concerts in, a, in that one year. And then it went on and on. So I just spent a lot of dumb money when I was young in the concerts. And I saw some of the coolest people ever because of it. By any chance, Joey, did you go to summer camp when you were a kid? Uh, like I went to like day camp when I was a little kid. And then as I got older, I would go to like basketball camp. That was about it. Did you like those days? Oh my, actually this baseball camp I used to go to was like the coolest thing ever. Cause I wasn't, I didn't take baseball seriously. And this camp was for people who didn't take baseball seriously. And it was probably like the most fun way to spend summers. Honestly, I was like 12, 13, 14. Guys, let us know. Have you gone to summer camp? Have you had any uh, fun memories when you were a kid? If you let us know one or two of them, we could talk about it on the show. Quick question for everybody. What's their favorite childhood memory? That's why I like Joey's potty training, by the way. I'm going to give it another shout out because that's exactly what it's about. It's all about a story from his adolescence. And he brings you into that world. And we want to... And we want to be brought into other people's world. I think that's the whole point of it. Don't, what do you think, Joey? Uh, yeah, man. Whatever, whatever, man. Whatever we need to help. And I, I don't know how to answer that question. But uh... <laughs> well, I guess the bands are doing a test, though, huh? The bands, you know, they give us the music. We we get brought into their musical world. That's what it's all about. Uh, why did you ask me about camps? Did, did you go to summer camps, Dean? I did. Yes, that was one of the things I was blessed with. Is I went to a nice summer camp and had a very fun time there maybe tomorrow you know it's the central queens y i went there since i was about five and ended it when i was like i think maybe 16. so good 10 years maybe a little more and and what would you do like once you got past like 12 years old what would they have you do every day we went on a trip somewhere and uh, we actually went on 10 day trips and uh to florida canada all these what? places. Uh, yeah, it was really great. That was like one of the, some of the best times oh in my, my life. God, so, where yeah. would you go in Canada? I don't even know. I mean, honestly, the most memorable moments to me were with, uh, in the hotel. Just like me and my three friends always hanging out together. We were watching, you know, playing Pokemon. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a fascinating thing when your whole life is controlled by a 13-year-old's me- mentality. Because we were just a bunch of like 13-year-olds and yes, there were adults that are watching us, but they got, they kind of just guided the journey because it was a majority of it was 13-year-olds. So a bunch of 13-year-olds all going up to Canada together is a very fun, fascinating thing, honestly. Really, it's a very freeing moment in life. Dude, I hate how early I, I became girl crazy. I became girl crazy by the time I was like 11 years old, maybe 10 and a half. And so like by the time I turned 10 and a half, 11, I like stopped viewing myself as a little kid and just started viewing myself as like a guy who had to get girlfriends and i feel like that almost like ruined my childhood middle school because all of my middle school life was me trying to like get girls to date me and all the girls being like ew i don't like like like, like i don't want a boyfriend stop talking to me creep and I, <laughs> I remember going on like trips like that and being and they'll be like let's all play hide and seek i'm like why are we playing hide and seek right now why are we not making out and they're like like I was like Johnny Bravo, basically. <laughs> I loved hide and seek at that age. What? I loved hide and seek at that I age. I know, and like I, I don't know what what was wrong with me. I think I would watch American Pie and be like, "That's how middle school should be." But American Pie is like a high school movie. But like in my mindset, I was like, "That's I should be living the American Pie lifestyle." <laughs>
on the theme, on the theme right now, quickly uh, while we're on this theme, because I think that this is a positive thing, um, which is great. So let me ask you guys this question. Do you think that we need to be more positive day-to-day life? If you do think so, why aren't you doing it then, you miserable cunt? Just kidding, guys. Just kidding. Um, I have actually a cool story that uh, happened in summer camp. Can I share it with you, Joe? Yeah, I-, I love summer camp stories. I had, well, it's really just like a life lesson because I, I realized this today. This is a beautiful life lesson. When I was a kid, I was afraid to go into the pool. And every day, I just wouldn't do it. I would not go in the pool. I would just stand by the pool, afraid to try to get in the pool. Then one day, my counselor picked me up and just threw me in the pool. And like just made, and then the second I got in the pool, I got over the fear. All I needed was something besides myself to push me into the pool because I wasn't doing it for myself. That got me thinking, I haven't ridden a plane ever. It was one of my goals this year to ride a plane, but I was deadly afraid. But now I'm thinking I'm stalling just like I was in front of the pool. So I need to push myself into the plane. That was like an epiphany I made today. And I was wondering, have you had any of these epiphanies about yourself during this time? Have you had any thoughts that you want to share with us? Damn, I don't think I have like any like amazing epiphany uh, that has happened to me recently. I've had crazy epiphanies before, but uh, not not even none that I can recall of right now. I feel like I'm really like blowing it right now. <laughs> not at all, Joey. Not at all. If you can think about it, what's the last epiphany you well, think you had? And guys, let us know. Also, message us on Dean David ninety five and the Joey Rinaldi. Let us know the epiphanies that you've had that have been most influential in your life. Let us know. Joey, well, I don't that? know if this is really an epiphany per se, but I was just like walking around my house the other day, hanging out in my backyard, and just like almost like yelling at my inner child to not like not be more grateful when I was a little kid living here because I was because I now live in Manhattan and like I'm constantly trying to work I'm constantly trying to be a grown-up I guess and being back home I'm just like why wasn't I just a little kid enjoying all this like what did I how did I ever complain about anything when I was like 10 years old because it's so nice just living in a house with parents cooking you food and like it's just like I didn't realize how awesome all that was when I was actually a little kid living here. I think it goes to say that a little perspective goes a long way. Hashtag perspective, guys. Make sure you share that in the comment section below to whatever this is going to be. Joey, we have to end, we have to start wrapping this up. So I'm going to ask you this Please. one question. And the theme of positivity past and future where do you see yourself in five in years five years so i'm gonna be 29 oh god i have yes. no idea where i'm gonna be like is it terrible if i say i have no idea if, if i had to like guess i would say, yes let's 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 do a bet a, a guess or a bet what did you just say a guess let's do a guess i guess i'll five years from now I'll be 29. I guess I'll be, I'll have a job doing something related to comedy and, and not and not trying to have a job related to doing comedy. <laughs> that is my honest answer. Uh, I, I think uh, uh, I'll be, I think I honestly will be traveling the America. If the pandemic ends, I'll be traveling America 
bringing my one-man show to colleges and bringing it to lo- local theaters around the country. Well, that's actually a really yeah. great goal. It took me a little bit to get there, I look though. forward Sorry to that, that. No, not at all. I mean, I could not have asked for a more genuine answer than one that was thought of on the spot. Guys, give it up for Joey Rinaldi. Make sure you follow the Joey Rinaldi on Instagram. Check out his one-man show. He's got a lot of other things coming out soon. And send us both. Where do you see yourself in five years? Give us a little bit of insight into your goals. Joey, you have anything you want to say to the audience before we have to uh, end? Thanks for listening, and I hope your families and yourselves are safe and, and healthy and and making the most of this terrible time period in our history. And uh, I hope when this all ends, your lives go back to being great. Ending on a high note, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time on On My Mind.